Hello everyone and welcome to Heart Yoga Radio. We're having our usual stroll through the hills today. It's nice and sunny and warm with low winds, so the perfect day to get up here and do our next episode in the Lao Tzu series. As we're working our way steadily through the Tao Te Ching. So this is actually chapter 60, what we're going to do today. <laughs> so let's have a little read through and then see what we think. Over to you, Peter, Dr. Yates. Chapter 60. Ruling a big country is like cooking a small fish. You have to handle it with care. If a sage uses the Tao, then evil forces have no power. He doesn't harm people either. Through Tay, you see, we have harmony. Now, I remember you saying a while ago that this is one of your favourite ones, <laughs> and you often you often quote that first line. <laughs> I swear, I want to like you like yeah. that one. Yeah, rule. Of, I always I always use uh, the translation. Yeah, rule a country as you would cook a small fish. <laughs> you know, like a little bit of little bit of advice. I wonder if people have gone and actually cooked a small fish just to see what it would be like. So most people probably don't mm. really do that. You know, they would yeah. buy, buy yeah. bits of fish from the supermarket yeah. ever, but actually yeah. get a fish, cook yeah. it and think, right, okay, so let's see what he was talking about. <laughs> Slap it in the pan. <laughs> well, I mean, I suppose what he's trying to get at there is that if, if you put a small fish in the pan and you're kind of turning it over and turning it over and being all kind of anxious and busy about it that you'll it'll kind of fall to bits and you'll have this kind of mashed fish in the bottom of the pan instead of a nice fish you can put on the plate and and, and eat eat with your chopsticks you know nice and de- decorously you know and, uh, so anxiety cooking anxiety cooking then. well just ju- just overdoing you know over fiddling Personally, I've not ever cooked a small fish. Yeah, well, actually, well, any right. fish in that that style. But that makes I, sense. I, I, I have, and I can I can assure you that it, it, it's true. Yeah. So <laughs> it just needs to be gently turned turn, at the right time. Turn it once. Oh, just once. If you can manage it, yeah. Cook on the cook on the so left you side. Yeah, cooking cook. tips on this channel cook, and everything. Cook, cook on the right all. side. Yeah. <laughs> you know, keep turning it. Falls the bit. And becomes unpresentable and perhaps not so palatable because it doesn't look so good. Anyway, I think I think that's a, you know it's it's an admonition to sort of like careful, small, non-megalomaniac government. What Lao Tzu's drawing to our attention here is something that, that we mention very frequently in our current affairs podcasts and and our general considerations of political philosophy and social organisation and it is that governments do bad things frequently all governments even governments that we might on balance with a bit of historical hindsight regard as having been sort of quite good or having done some good things nevertheless do bad things and it's, it's almost an inevitable side effect of government per se and Lao Tzu's very alert to that, and we've mentioned it, I think, uh, on the numerous occasions that he alludes to it in, in this text. 
Now you might think that Lao Tzu is like a neoliberal, somebody like like uh, Friedrich Hayek or James Buchanan or Milton Friedman or uh, these people that think the state should be absolutely minimalised. And this, of course, was Ronald Reagan's polemic and Mrs Thatcher's polemic. You know, and they were, of course, under the influence of neoliberal economists and thinkers. And that's not an oxymoron. <laughs> um, you know, of course, you remember Ronald Reagan saying, well, the government isn't going to solve your problems. The government is the problem. So there's all this talk about small government. Even though uh, uh, Mrs Thatcher's government and Ronald Reagan's government weren't particularly small. I think Ronald Reagan, actually, his, his government, size of the uh, government activity actually increased, despite what he's saying. So they say one thing and do another, which, of course, is, uh, this is government doing bad things. You know? Governments do bad things. But I don't think uh, Lao Tzu's... And now liberal, I think he's too decent to be a, a, a neoliberal. He's too community-minded. He's very, very interested in how we can organise harmonious communities, uh, uh, rather than hyper-individualistic, uh, as are um, uh, neoliberal philosophers, philosophers in inverted commas, and economists. So I don't think he falls into that camp. He's too decent, he's too compassionate. And c- compassionate doesn't figure in in in, in their their story. You know. I mean, it's very interesting that in our current context, we're kind of faced with this same question. You know, governments do bad things, but yet somehow we need to be able to focus our collective energy as societies and communities, through an agency, preferably of our own appointing as, as the people, that can, can do that for us, you know, that we appoint to, to focus our collective will on our behalf to produce things that can only be done collectively, that lone individuals can't do, that even corporations can't do. So, we kind of... We're on the horns of a dilemma with this in some ways, you know, it's like we're damned if we do, damned if we don't. Particularly now, given problems, well, like the state of the global geopolitics, number one. Number two, and incredibly pressing, incredibly urgent, climate change and other environmental degradations such as soil depletion, ocean degradation and so forth. Uh, and obviously those two things connected, you know, we are told that the war in Ukraine um, will, will, will create a, a wheat shortage, a bread shortage, and ho- therefore a hike in bread prices according to, you know, supply and demand, classical liberal economics, and that will produce food riots, refugees, which will produce uh, tensions at borders and, and in, internal tensions in societies over immigration and the whole kind of chaos of shit arising, arising out of problems that can only be solved by some kind of like global force 
you know, some collective force that's global in its reach now. Lao Tzu didn't have to worry about that, you know, countries, you know, could be unaware that there was something on the other side of the world. We're not in that position. Plus, our, our civilization is infinitely more complex. Something we've brought on ourselves through technological development. I mean, not, not, not something to be particularly re regretted, I don't think. Because I think it's inevitable for us as human beings to do that. You know, we, and we, live, we live longer and all the rest of it because of these, these developments. But the, the unintelligent way that, that a lot of this stuff has been done has led, led to societies of such complexity that with the best will in the world, you, you, you cannot demolish ruling, you know, or government, you know, that which rules a big country. Yeah. So, so we are we are in this dilemma, and he's pointing us straight to it. But I, I, I'm just trying to underline there how much more acute it is now, yeah. given given that the situation two and a half thousand years down the line, it's just got worse. So we didn't really take his advice <laughs> way back then. Now it's interesting that that uh, both the communists. In, in, in the person of Marx, I would say, you know, Marx, Marx and Engels, and the, the, the anarchists. Um, I'm thinking of the classical anarchist writers, you know, but Bakunin, Kropotkin, Proudhon. Uh, we're all, in some senses, committed to the idea of getting rid of the state, of having no government, just as are neoliberals. In the Marx and Engels case, the idea was that, well, you start off with a centralised state that's able to organise the economy according to a plan, according to a rational plan, as opposed to, you know, what classical liberal economists recommend, which is leaving it to the invisible hand of the market, which to my mind is magical, magical thinking. We are actually right now seeing how the market uh, is fairly easily thrown into chaos and it's, it's kind of supposed regulatory capacity its capacity to always deliver optimum results for everybody just through some kind of magical me mechanism um, you know we, kn we know full well now that, that, that it's it's not the case that you can rely on that on those optimum outcomes except under the most ideal conditions which don't actually really exist you know, so Marx, Marx had a point there. He says, well, this invisible hand shit, these markets don't work. No. You know, not if you rely entirely on them. I mean, he probably would have said if you'd have quizzed him, do we need markets in the future? And he might have said, like Yanis Varoufakis, you know, um, markets don't work properly under capitalism. <laughs> if we had socialism, we could have markets for some things. Mm. You know, and who knows? You know, but... The idea that the market will do everything, market fundamentalism, which is the essence of neoliberalism, uh, Marx is saying isn't going to work, so you need a centralised state and rational planning. Then, over time, people will become accustomed to not being uh, slaves to the capitalists, and they will come to the point of having no need of the state, and uh, you would have what, what, what Marx and Engels called you know, the withering away of the state at a certain... Uh, point of development of the of the planned economy. 
Now, the anarchists, again, said they didn't like the state either. They were as cognizant as Marx and Hayek that governments do bad things. Very frequently. Sometimes very, very, very bad things. As we are witnessing in our current uh, state of affairs. You know, <laughs> democidal things. Murderous things. Evil things, by any fucking standard. And now, yes, the anarchists, they knew that too, but their, their thought was, we can just uh, overthrow the state through an uprising of the people and then just not have it. And they thought there was a move that was possible without the intermediate stage of, of, the, of, of a strong centralised state that would plan the economy. Since the, since the capitalist uh, market had been dismantled. Now, there's, there's problems with all of those, th th those uh, takes. I, I, don't think, I don't think any, any of those people saw, solved that problem, ultimately. And even though uh, they give us a purchase on the problem, they give us some takes on the problem from which we can leap off onto. Notice how Lao Tzu is just, just eating a practical problem again that's something that we face more intensely than even he, he or, or, the, or his contemporaries faced. Yeah, it's almost like yeah. he was like writing it for now. Yeah, I, I often think that when I, when I read it, you know, there's so much applicable to now, but, but now he's like more, more intense, mm. more crazy, more dangerous. I mean, this, this is a point in which the, the future of our species is, is genuinely in question. Yeah. You know. So it is. It is helpful. But uh, as I said, I, I think the, the the three takes that, that we have, which all recognise the same problem that Lao Tzu is recognising, but the, the the ambiguity of the state of government, and they, uh, they, they, they they fail each in its in its own particular way. Now the the neoliberal. Uh, take uh, it was never it was never true anyway. It was a bit of rhetoric anyway, you know. But if if the neoliberal fantasy was able to realise itself, instead of having a strong a strong state or a strong set of states or a, st a strong international global state, what you would have instead is ruled by corporation, which would uh, only have one real motive which is to continue the trickle-up system and to continue with the intensification of the gross inequalities of wealth and power that characterise our society. In, in other words, it would be dedicated to uh, profit-making and, uh, in, uh, uh, through various means, increasing the price of stock or shares in, 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 in the corporations in question. So government power or corporate power seems to be what, what uh, comes out when you, when you process the, the, the ramifications of neoliberalism. And actually, uh, a government that we, at least we've got some we can throw out or vote out is better than a corporation that we can't. And as we know, corporate, if you think governments do bad things, well, they generally well, corporations do. Corporations are in a whole different order, aren't they? <coughs> They're in a league of their own. In fact, the governments do bad things at the behest or in defence of, or or or, or, or 
To give the or to give them profits. Yeah, or you know, or yeah, yeah or, to, or to back up the, uh, the, the you know the, the operations of corporations. So that's that's obviously a non a non-starter. And historically, we've had this thing. I don't know when did Mrs. Thatcher get elected? 1979 was it? You know, and then Ronald Reagan, uh, not much long longer after. And the shit that we're in now is directly traceable to their policies. And they are, they are shit that's been created by corporations, global corporations, mainly the military-industrial complex. These are the worst culprits. And, big, and fossil fuel. These are the worst culprits. We're in the shit that we're in now because of them. And they're, and they're, they're, they're my, myopic pursuit of profit. Now the, now, the Marxist thing, you know, and I, I think Marx might have been right to mock somewhat the uh, the romanticism of the anarchists, of the 19th century anarchists, who, of course, were his comrades in the international, you know, in the attempt to organise the working class, at least across Europe, uh, you know, with revolutionary intent. So there was this tension between the anarchist component and the, and the, the Marxist component, or the communist component. And Marx might have been right that you're not going to just jump straight into, in, into a stateless society. But of course the danger there is that once, once, once you've got the, the strong central state relying on the central planning, there might be no incentive for that state to dissolve itself. It might actually consolidate its position rather than withering away as the workers become more educated. It's certainly not what happened in the, the Soviet Union after 1917. Now you can analyse that to your heart's content with all the different factors. You know, what was the condition of Russia before the revolution? Bearing in mind that Russia had only moved out of feudalism a few decades before, you know. I mean, feudalism vanished by the Middle Ages in, in Britain, more or less. <laughs> you know, mm. and certainly by the Industrial Revolution, but Russia had still got it, got serfs way up into the 19th century. As, of course, America had slaves way, way up until the, the 1860s, you know. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of considerations about that, but it, at least there is, there is a real-world example of how the withering away of the state, uh, well, it, it didn't happen, but maybe, maybe you know, we, we need to understand that the time scale for that might be generations. Yeah. So, anyway, there's problems there. Now, the anarchist, the anarchist solution, we, we do know that occasionally in world history, spontaneous mutual aid style stateless self-government has happened in certain places at certain times some parts of Spain in, in, in the midst of the Civil War Italy during all the unrest after World War I um, the, 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 the interesting stuff that's happened with the Kurdish Kurdish enclaves you know, after that part of the world was destabilised by the Iraq War in which the anarchist societies have emerged but the thing about them is they're very small they are sort of quite small, and they, they hit their own problems. So, we've got... Th these three modalities give us a lot of r room 
to think and, and, and a lot of indications of where we might want to look historically at examples you know but if you were to take an historical magnifying glass to bear on this problem on Lao Tzu's problem you know governments do bad things now Lao Tzu says if you are going to be a government if you're going to be a sage who advises an emperor or maybe a sage ruler you have to handle it with care it's like cooking a small fish turn it once don't do too, too much handle it with care realise a state is actually a fragile thing we know that we see it happen every day we see them collapse every single day you know globally and change hands and become uh, different in character almost overnight sometimes because of events geopolitical events global events war famine pandemic and, and so on now what do we actually see on the ground we see governments blundering around in the most with their fucking great big hobnail boots on trashing everything very often that, that's worthwhile in a society you know yeah. me, I mean, Mrs. Mrs. Thatcher and, and you now 40 whatever it is what it was like 1979 so that's what 40 years ago plus 40 plus years ago Ronald Reagan 40 plus years ago they basically relentlessly trashed the idea of community there is no such thing as society there are only individuals and this of course was philosophically and conceptually the master move was to, to make the individual the unit of, an, of all, all economic analysis all social analysis all, all political uh, creativity around devising societies we are no longer communities communities are not real, they're an illusion but all the goods that community give people, the warmth, the solidarity, the mutual support in times of hardship. Given that everyone actually lives in a community, it's really, really bizarre they managed yeah. to pull that off. Well, they, but they, they, they did, they sort of relent, relentlessly pushed it for 40 years. And of course, you know, saying to, to, to the working class, you can buy your council house. We'll sell you your council house and then you become a homeowner. There's that shift towards individualism, you know. And this fantasy of a, like a share-owning democracy. You know, what an absolute fucking fa fa fantasy, you know. And uh, what an absolute excuse, you know, for just basically clearing the decks for the corporations to do their hegemony and, and to pull their, he pull yeah, their well, hegemony. Certainly people are easier to control if they don't have uh, strength in the communities, yeah. aren't they? Yeah, community associations can do enormous things. Trade unions, obviously, credit unions, you know. That's how, the, that's how the health service started. It started with like villages and mining health kind of clubs in, in South Wales. You know, they would pool money, put some money in every week to, to, to form like a mutual insurance for healthcare. Should anybody get landed with a, a doctor's bill for an operation, you know, that set them back a year's wages. Yeah. And there's, there's the idea, you know, some collective responsibility of everybody for everybody. You know, for the many, not the few. There was a man said that recently, understood yeah. all this. But it was so destructive and they did pull it off. But of course, the thing wasn't going to work because it's not in accord with reality. Plus, 
what they said about it was mostly it was mostly propaganda and lies anyway. So th- this this we're reading this great mystical text and talk, talking about the politics of the last forty years in in well it's global because because now liberalism is everywhere you know it's what's behind Modi's India it's what it's what's behind. Bolsonaro in Brazil. Bolsonaro in Brazil, indeed, you know, and so on and so on and so on. You know, this is this dominant ideology that's never run out of steam as an ideology, but still got some strongmen behind it. And uh, it, it never could work because there are some things that we have to do together, collectively. Anyway, Lao Tzu. Is, is, is in full recognition of, of the way that they, governments can blunder around. The, 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 the megalomaniac leader or a, 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 a leader with an obsession, an obsessive idea, a fundamentalism, how much damage they can do to, to, to communities, you know, and to society. You know, and they can take a whole country to, to war, a country of, of, of millions of people, to war. Conscript all the young men, whether they like it or not. And send them off to war, and sometimes many of them never come back. And all this, all this, all this disastrous stuff that they do. It is, and it, it's Lao Tzu's thing here. I think is is an attempt to to, to 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 warn against that vandalism and megalomania. And so he says, like a sage ruler needs the Tao. You know, but if a sage is advising the king, he's advising through the Tao. And it says, you know, just don't, you know, you're passing laws, passing laws. I mean, the, the Tories passed laws like this now fucking tomorrow. They, they send bills through Parliament of hundreds and hundreds of pages. They do this in Congress as well in the US. Hundreds of pages and, and they'll, they'll put a clause in here and a clause in there that nobody spots. You know, it's basically now impossible to go out the house, walk around a bit and go home without breaking the law. You will have broken the law. You might have stepped in the pavement or gone on the wrong side of the road or not. But although, just just on the other side of that, we do know that uh, our society is more peaceful if we do have reasonable laws. Like, for instance, you know, uh, the people drive their cars in a responsible way and don't kill people. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's not like we're against laws. I mean, I quite like the, uh, you know, let's not rape and kill people laws. Yeah, I quite like them. I quite like the idea that everybody drives on the same side of the road. Yeah, I like that one. I quite like the idea that that we we get we we get fucking very down on them if they fucking drive when they're drunk. Can't protest ever now. Yeah. Um, uh, No matter how peacefully, even if you're just one person standing outside Parliament holding a sign, that's now. It's like, it's like these guys, they put the fish in the pan, they put some oil in the pan, got the fish, scaled it a little bit. And then they get a, a flamethrower and just run it over it, and yeah. then they nuke it. Yeah. Like, not with a microwave, but yeah. they actually bomb it. And then they get a Black and Decker drill and drill it, and, 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 and then a big sort of power whisk. And It's like they're forever fucking meddling. And, and then just vaporise the fish. And it's destructive. Yeah, completely, and, completely. You know, so, I mean, like Lao Tzu's answer to this conundrum, he says, well, well, you, 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 need, you need some rule, you need some government, you need some, or even though it might be completely different in its character from anything that you've imagined or experienced up to now, this is the other thing that we need to bear in mind. 
But governments do bad things. So how can we how can we get beyond this almost seemingly insoluble problem? And it says, well, if, if rulers or the advisors of rulers have the dough, you know, or are oriented, aligned, cognizant, even a little bit self-aware with with the dough. Nice. Well, well, self-awareness is the dough, isn't it? Yeah. Because I mean, what is it? It says that oh well, this dough, this 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 process of life and existence. That's making this grass grow so nicely, and and the waves stroke their way up the beach like we can see now looking down the hill, and for the mist to just drift over the hill, all of this, and for your heart to beat and my heart to beat, and for that beetle over there to go and find his lady beetle for whatever it is that they do, all of that, that that's you as well. That's the self-awareness of, of Doe, you know, that you're a part of this. Yeah, the Tories act that they are completely isolated from yeah. all the rest of the people in Britain and all the rest of the people in the world um, and all the, uh, yeah. the ecosystem. It's That's like, right. like they That's don't right. even seem to understand right. that they have any connection to anything. It's just yeah. them and their power-hungry, yeah. manic behaviour. Yeah, yeah. But, Lao goes on, yeah, if, if the, the, sage, the sage advisor or the sage ruler... What if this global government that we're going to need if we're going to fucking save ourselves from, from, from climate change catastrophe have the Dow, then Tay, or Dow, whatever you want to call it, is what happens when the, when, when the Tow is working through. It's a way in which the, the, the Tow stops being transcendent and becomes imminent. It's a way in which he acts in the world through through virtue or through integrity. One of the translators gives you the the integrity of, of, of rulers and politicians is basically what he's he's asking for. The virtue of, of of rulers and politicians, but virtue has this very special meaning, or integrity has this very special meaning of someone who is meditative, meditatively attuned to the Tao, which is the you know the the process of everything, and and is therefore. Uh, of necessity self-aware and therefore of necessity much less likely to be de de to be destructive you know much less likely to enact through megalomaniac government all kinds of destructive measures which of course is currently what we see now, whatever you want to make of that answer you know think we save the world by meditating I kind of tend to, t tend to sort of be a bit tend to sort of be find that a bit woo you know but nevertheless it's like you think well if if rulers don't have this knowledge what's going to happen to us i mean that they, they, they behave as though we are not a part of the of, of, of the of the air and the water and the soil and the met metabolic processes of nature as marx called it you know which enables us to grow crops and, and husband animals and catch fish and all this kind of stuff. You know. But if we damage that, we're fucked. They don't even re realise that. They're talking about fucking mining more coal, drilling more oil. Oh, well, we've got it because of the war, you know. We're going to be dead if these megalomaniacs keep getting away with it. You know, and keep doing, what, keep doing the destructive shit that they're doing. And it might be a little bit naive to hope that if they did have some self-knowledge, they wouldn't behave quite that way. But I think we have to push for it. We have to push for it. We have to point it out, you know. It's, uh, 
it's it's urgent. Yeah, it's it's it, 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 it's urgent yeah. that that not knowledge of the day, if I can put it like that, starts to inform at least some of the decisions of people who are able to make very influential decisions. That is what needs to happen. It's up to the people to press them, and we might have to literally press them. You know, the idea you can you can you can just do it by by, by closing your eyes and, and meditating. Even though, if I mean, it starts there, but then yeah, that informs yeah. your actions, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, but if 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 that if 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 that knowledge, if that insight isn't operating in the world, we're fucked. As well, you know, we say coming against these kind of conundrums that you you you've got to do something, but it's not enough, and and there's something that you have to do, but which might be destructive, you know. And every stick has has two ends; it really does, you know. And I suppose understanding that is is having some 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 knowledge of the Tao, some immediate first-hand acquaintance with the Tao, with the the great the great process, the great whirl and the great swirl and the great turbulence of existence. Then we have a chance of, as I say, of of resolving this conundrum. You know, governments do bad things, always all of them. But we fuck, we fuck without them, especially at this juncture. Juncture now. In my mind, in my imagination, we, we, it's got to be rethought right from scratch. We need to we need to attempt, at least on, on paper and in experimental situations, to, to to devise different types of society, different types of organisation, and see what we can actually do. Given you know, our kind of problematic nature as creatures. With these, these these mad brains that we have, you know. But at least Lao he offers you some hope there because he says, well, there is something. There is something. The virtue that flows from the, the Tao, the virtue that can realise, the integrity that can realise itself when people are acquainted directly through their own direct experience and within their own being of their own... their own... Participation in in the day itself, the great day itself. Okay, well, thank you everyone for coming on this lovely walk with us. It's a very interesting day because it's it's very sunny and warm, but there's this amazing sea mist coming in <laughs> and winding its way up the uh, up the river and the, the horizons completely disappear because we're looking out over the sea now on this side of the hill yeah oh it's stunning isn't it it's just yeah. utterly beautiful so isn't i wish it? you were here because you'd all really enjoy it right now yeah so i hope you're having a good day and we'll speak to you soon make knowledge great again